Hi again, and welcome back, Attorney Steve Vondren, and welcome to the Vondren Legal Hour. We are here, and we are talking today about the BSA, Business Software Alliance, what some people refer to as the Software Alliance, and their End User Reward Program. Now, these are, this is a document that I've pulled down off of their website. This is July 10th, 2016. This is for public information only. Because some people want to know what are the rewards. I mean, how can I get involved in reporting piracy? Um, we've seen we've seen different kinds of ads in different media. I shall say, offering different. Um, let's just say, report your boss for software infringement, or you know, contacting them and letting them know that hey, my boss is using unlicensed software. So I wanted to go through some of their terms as I see them here some of the issues that might be important to know here, and this is general information only, okay? So you may want to check. These these terms are probably updated from time to time, so this is really just what I have today and what I see the program to be. So basically, we talked in another podcast about the SIIA audit and what they have and sort of how it works with their um, program and their rewards policy and whatnot. So it's very similar, I can tell you, not exactly the same. There are a few things that appear to be different. But um, basically, one a couple of the things that I've noticed is, again, this is the end user reward program, terms and conditions. So what happens is if you want to report software piracy and you want to get a reward, and I'll tell you, I'm going to skip ahead here. I'm looking at the back page, and if they are able to collect, think about this, over $15 million. Now, that's a chunk of change. So in other words, you would have to be working at some pretty large company that's got pretty widespread software piracy use going on, like Microsoft products or Adobe, Auto, well, Autodesk, and the different members of the BSA. And in case you don't know, just a quick primer, the BSA is not law enforcement. It's a big trade organization with all the big, the big, big, big software companies, Microsoft, um, Adobe, Autodesk. Actually, I'm not sure if Adobe is part of that, but I know Microsoft, Autodesk, um, your big companies are going to be part of that, okay? So, but what they have here is so you're going to be reporting now if somebody's over $15 million worth of software unlicensed usage, you could collect as a person reporting what we refer to as the informant. You could collect up to $1 million. Okay, that's like a winning lottery ticket, right? That's like a winning lottery ticket. So you could win up to a $1 million if, in their discretion, they feel you're entitled to. Now, important thing to know here, and again, if you're somebody reporting privacy, this may be a good time to get an attorney and say, hey, wait, you know, I need to make sure I'm protected on this because... You know, I want to get paid. I know there's widespread infringement going on, and I want to make sure I get paid. Another good time to contact a law firm like ours and say, "Hey, protect me. Let's make sure that I'm I'm going to get protected when I turn this in." Because you are in, in engaging in this um, anti piracy um, program of theirs. You uh, you know you do take some. There is some risk in here, and some things that I would say to think about. But um, as this talks about is, please read the following terms and conditions carefully. And it says, to become eligible for the reward, 
Now, this is open, just a quick point. This is open for companies that are infringing software or using it without proper licenses. In other words, you don't have the proofs of purchases. For companies that where the piracy is taking place in the United States or Canada. Now, I did not know this until I read this, and then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, so it's United States or Canada. Those are the two um, big areas, and I can say that um, and I have spoke with an intellectual property attorney on um, one of these opposing cases, and I was informed that you know they do look at, at Canada as far as the Berne Convention and being able to enforce their copyrights just the same as they do in the United States. So that was relayed to me, but that's where they're looking. Um, and if you and, and and I'll just read this: it's piracy committed by a company or organization when it installs unlicensed software on computers that it owns or leases for its employees to use in their work. So, you know, those are some terms of art there. And in the the game of law, you know, all these words mean something. So, but it's computers that are owned or leased for its employees to use in their work. So, you know, um, independent contractors and how that's handled, that's that those things, those issues pop up, I can tell you. Um, that's going to be an issue in some case. Um, it says here, not for home or other personal or use outside of the employment. So how the software is being used is important. Realize, and maybe that just ties in, this is just my two cents, but they're called the Business Software Alliance. So I think they're really focusing on business use of their software. Businesses usually have deeper pockets, more money to pay, a bigger ability to pay for software that they're using. So best I can tell, it looks more like they're interested in, you know, business types of uses. Okay. Um, Again, this is similar to the SIIA, which we talked about in another podcast. If you want to pull that up and listen to their terms, um, we, we brought that out as well. It says your report must be complete and accurate, including name, address, phone number, email, and dates of employment. Remember on the SIIA, we talked about there had to be a minimum working requirement and minimum amount of time that you actually work at the company. I did not see that in this policy. So um, at any rate, you submit a report. And this is, I think, important to know is the way their terms read is that you need to be, when you call them, when you engage them and you say, hey, I've got, a, I've got an employer on the line here. You need they you need to get them to say I am here for the end user reward program. I am this is not out of the goodness of my heart. I am here because I want to engage in this reward program and that's why I say you might need a lawyer because there is some loose language in here as to you know how these are going to be treated but you in in doing this you must submit a report, must be complete and accurate, and contain the information, what's infringing, so forth and so on, and also how you know this. I mean, are you the IT director? Are you just somebody that sort of looked at the balance sheets one day? Was did this something you heard in the in the at the water cooler? So what is it? So they're looking for that specific information, and and basically it says here what else. Um, you must not have already submitted the information to another anti-piracy organization. And so this was the same requirement as the SIIA had. And that is you can only report if you reported it to someone else, 
um, then may, it may not qualify. In other words, okay? Um, to be eligible, you must not be the person who installed the software. Now, we have seen this and we have talked about this, but yes, every, it does happen where the person has one foot out the door and they say, I am ready to leave. Get me out of this company. I hate it. I hate the boss. I hate the hours. I'm overworked and underpaid. And so knowing that there are reward programs out there and, and these kinds of programs, somebody will go and install a few versions of the software and say, hmm, you know, I'll report them after I leave. I'll wait a few months and then I'll report. So we see this. Uh, but it's built into their terms where they say you can't be that person. Um, it says to be eligible also, another important point, you must not be violating any valid contract or other legal obligation by making your report. Okay, so in other words, if you're bound by a termination agreement that said, hey, we're terminating, here's some severance pay, don't want to see you again, you know, have a nice life, good luck in your next venture, and you agree to non-disparagement, you agree to a confidentiality clause, there'll be all kinds of questions of whether or not these things are enforceable. Don't get me wrong. But under the terms here of the BSA um, program, you can't be in violation of another obligation. Now, importantly, I also see here that it says you agree to indemnify and hold BSA and or any of its member companies harmless against that claim, including their actual attorney fees and costs. So you have to be careful. Like I said, if you, if you're goofing around, I mean, you know, like I said, this is not something to take life lightly because there are companies that are, you know, serious uh, about this to be accused of being a software pirate is, you know, not something most companies, you know, ever want to deal with. But anyway, so to say here, you know, like I said, it talks about you, you, uh, it's discretionary if they're going to pay you, it's discretionary what they're going to pay you. But if you're interested, there is a chart on it. And you can see, for instance, um, you know, take more realistic settlements, like somewhere between 15 and 100,000. It says the potential reward payment could be up to five thousand. Now that's five thousand dollars, and you know that's some incentive for an employee to say, you know, wow, maybe I'll make the call, maybe I'll do the report. But like I said, you know, these things have to be accurate. You may be you may be called out at some point if a lawsuit ensues. So you know, like I said, it's a serious. Um, issue getting these things reported, but as I mentioned, if you if you're reporting and you want to make sure you get paid, your best bet's probably to call a firm like ours, have us protect you before you go in and try to see. Because if you have a large company, you know software adds up depending on what you're dealing with. But you know Microsoft, some of the Microsoft um, software is very expensive. Autodesk, the AutoCAD, very expensive. Um, and I say, you know, depends what you think is expensive, but it can add up is my point. So in other words, you can get into, you know, take this section 200 to 400,000 in a settlement, you know, that's up to 20,000 in a reward payment. So, um, you know, like I said, so I'm just emphasizing some of the general concepts that are involved here. You know, we represent companies that are facing software audits that got a demand letter, from the BSA or the SIIA. And so these are just some general uh, tips here. Also on this one, you must be 18. So if you're under 18, doesn't look like they're interested in doing that. Um, the law, the District of Columbia shall apply to any uh, disputes over this. Also similar to the SIIA, if they file a lawsuit, if so in other words, if a company is infringing and they cannot collect 
and they have to go file a lawsuit, then all bets are off. So, you know, that's something important to know. So obviously, if you're reporting it, you're hoping, please, please, please settle, please settle, please settle. So, uh, but anyway, those are some general tips. Like I said, you can check those out. Those were some of the things that I, I thought. And, you know, for people that are, you know, thinking and contemplating about going forward, then that's some general things for you to be thinking about. Okay. So if you're business, you need some help, you're an informant, you need some protection, give us a call. We're happy to help out. You can find our, our legal, our comprehensive website dealing with all these great legal topics. You can find at softwareauditlawyers.com. That's softwareauditlawyers.com. I hope this has been informative and we really appreciate you following us and your support over the years. And, you know, if you have any other topics that sound interesting to you, please let us know. Other than that, have a great day. We look forward to talking again. Take care.